This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Amen. Well, hey, I want to I want to uh, share a message with you that I feel like the Lord just put on my heart a couple weeks ago concerning our church. And uh, um, if you didn't get a chance to get the notes, I encourage you to get those out now. Uh, it'll be just a great opportunity for you to. Uh, um, just have the Lord speak to you and you will be ready to write down what it is that he's saying. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you today. We just thank you for our church. We thank you, Father, for our family. We're so grateful, Father God, for all of the people that are part of our family here at Fellowship Church. And Lord, we pray over this uh, time that we have today to look upon your word. And uh, we just ask, Father, that the Holy Spirit will speak to us and show us great and mighty things that you have in store for us as individuals, and not only that, for our church. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, I got a question for you. How many of you guys in here want better? Is there anybody in here that wants better? Every hand in this room should go up. Come on. I'll tell you what, yesterday uh, we had to get up early. We had an event to go to for Lauren and... um so we were in Council Bluffs and we went to that and, uh, and we had a break, like a couple hour break. And so we had to go get coffee because we were running late and so we didn't get the coffee before. So I wheeled my van into this uh, place and many of you guys, some of you may know it, uh, that Scooter's Coffee down, or Scooter's Coffee down on Broadway. And so when I wheeled it in there, Everything was froze over and I was, you know, wasn't really paying attention and the front end of my van dropped into a hole. And I mean, now don't laugh, okay? Because since, since I bought this van, the front end of our van has been, it's like, it's about three and a half, four inches off the ground. So it's just like the, just the bane of existence. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's always fallen off and the guy that engineered it only put it on with a couple clips. And, and so um, that's way more information than you need to know. And so we get our coffees and we pull out and I'm, you know, I'm, I know that the front end is hanging off. So it's time to, you know, get out and kind of do one of these and push up against it. And I, I hollered to my wife from the front of the van, babe, I think it's time to get something different. I mean, really, like, okay, if something breaks, does it really necessitate a brand new vehicle? I mean, in my mind, I felt like I needed a four-wheel drive vehicle with big tires way off the ground so that nothing gets hit, nothing gets dented. You guys with me on that? Listen, there you go. Yoder's on me with, with me with that. You know, the thing is, is that there's nobody in here that doesn't want better. There's nobody in here that doesn't want to upgrade. We all love the upgrade, right? We, you know, and that's, that's the way society has gone, is it? it forces us to upgrade. I mean, it, we are just like held hostage. You know, they, they slow the phone down. They make something better. And, you know, they build things so they only last so long. And so now all of a sudden we have this desire, I want better, you know? And so sometimes we don't make the best decisions when it comes to, to that because, Maybe we don't need better. But uh, I, I don't know about you, but our Heavenly Father, He wants better for us. And, and He wants greater things. If it's a greater vehicle, great. If it's a greater house, great. If it's a greater, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're believing for, your God wants you to have better. He wants you to have greater. And He wants our church to do greater things. And that's really what we're going to talk about today is, is that 
you know, the fact that God has done some great things. Amen. I mean, when you think about our church and, and where it has come from, that we just celebrated 44 years of, of ministry in this region, just the, where we have come from, what we have done, what we've been able to accomplish, the people that have come and gone, the ministries that have come out of this church, the, the people's lives that are changed, that have been changed. I mean, we could go on and on. We could sit around. We could, you know, bring in lunch and bring in some sandwiches and get around some tables and we could we could talk for hours about his great greatness in our lives. I'm so thankful for the heritage of faith that we have in this house and and what it is that we've been taught and how to live and how to walk and how to be led and 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 I'm just I'm thankful and I just I just I'm I'm grateful personally and I want to honor that sacrifice and not only that I want to steward what it is that 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 God wants to do because God wants to do great things in our midst and you know I'll prove it because when Jesus was on this earth you guys remember when Jesus walked this earth he did some great things I don't think that there's anybody in here that that would argue that he did not do great things but but it it, it shows us the point that that our God is a greater God. Our God is a God who wants greater in our lives. And when Jesus was on the earth, he did great things. He healed people. He delivered people. He, uh, uh, he set people free. And uh, we know many of the, the stories. He took stripes upon his back for our health and for our wholeness. He redeemed us from the curse. He gave us authority and power. But look here at John 14, because John 14 really drives home this point that, that he wants greater for our lives. Look at what it says. It says, believe me, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And if you can't believe that, believe what you see these works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things. You know, what's amazing about this verse of scripture is, is that if you read it in context, you know, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross and he's meeting with his disciples. These guys, they've walked with him. They've learned. They've, they've, they've been with him through this ministry and seen many of these great things that Jesus did. Yet here they were. They were still having a hard time believing you know, because Jesus is saying, listen, if you don't believe me, just, just watch. But he, 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 he reinstilled in them to say, listen, not only that, you're going to do the works that I did. And not only that, you're going to do greater works. And so we need to, we need to really allow that seed of God's word to go down deep into our hearts that, that not only does God want greater for us, he has designed you and I to do greater works than what we have seen. Amen? And so we have to walk that out. We have to allow that to become a part of who we are, that he wants greater. He's telling these disciples, listen, man, I'm leaving, I'm taking off, but I'm leaving you here to continue to do the work and this work that I have called you to do. It wasn't over because Jesus went to heaven. There were still things that needed to be done in the earth, and that's really, I think, the idea that Jesus was trying to get across 
Christ to these disciples. And I think that he continues to try to get across to us as believers. We're not just believers and we're just like thankful that we're going to heaven. It's so much more than that. It's so much bigger than that. And that's really what Jesus was trying to get them to see. Listen, I I was here and I taught you and I showed you and I helped you to see. And you may not even believe it, but I'm here today to tell you that that, that you can do these same works and greater works. And so he he wants that. And it hasn't changed since Jesus met with those, those disciples. It has not changed. As believers, we are called to do the very same things that Jesus did. Heal the sick. Pray for those. Cast out demons. Pray for those people that, that we come into contact with. Greater things than what he did. And so, so we see this example in Jesus that Jesus said, listen, I am all about greater things. And, and um, you know, and, and I think the thing is, is that he, we have to know that he wants greater things for us personally, you know, for our life and for our marriage and for our lives and for our careers and for where we are in life. You know, there's, there's never comes a point where you get to this point and, and, and the Lord is just saying, well, that's it. There's no more. You can't have any more. You've done it all. You know, now you can, you can, ex- you can think that. Or you can have a different mindset, the mindset that Jesus was trying to communicate to his disciples. No, there is more. As long as I am taking food and breathing and drinking water on this earth, there are greater things in store for me, for my life, for, for what it is that, that, that he, you know, he said that he'd give us the desires of our heart. And so we have to understand that and know that and embrace that, that he wants greater things for our personal lives. Not only that, he wants greater things for our church, our reach, our influence, our ministry. And, and Ephesians 2.10 says that, that uh, we are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. It's a masterpiece. It's a picture of what it is that God's wanting to do. Now, it's important for us to understand that these greater things are not simply just for us. They're not just for us. They are for what it is that God has called us as, uh, as believers to do and as, as uh, you know, to walk out. That as a believer, when we begin to follow him, we become a part of a family. We become a part of the body of Christ that does these works. And, 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 and you know, I think sometimes it's hard to grasp the whole picture of what it is that he's trying to do and what it is that he's up to. And, and we're gonna look here in a little bit in Ephesians 1, chapter 1, 2, and 3, because it paints a great picture of the overarching view of what it is, this, this plan that God set into motion a long time ago. And, and throughout history, people have had a hard time understanding that. They've had a hard time, you know, wrapping their head around it. And Paul, in these first three chapters of Ephesians, really is just trying to get people to understand the greatness of this picture, the greatness of this masterpiece. How many of you guys like puzzles in here? Anybody? Oh, I'll tell you what. My mom, when I was young, she'd pull these puzzles out. And, you know, like... I'm just thinking to myself, she'd just say, hey, you know, and she'd get the, the little card table out and she'd say, come on, boys, let's go, let's do a, a puzzle, you know, and, and I mean to tell you, when she pulled the lid off of that puzzle box, you know, you're kind of looking at this picture and you're thinking, did you tape this on here, Mom? Um, 
You're, you're just, this is gonna go everywhere, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Oh, she did tape it. She was worried about all the pieces being missing, even though there's probably some missing. But you know, when you look at these pictures, it's like, seriously, mom? It's like all the same color. Like there's so many colors and, and how are, you know, and then you start, you'd, you'd, you know, she'd spread them all out on the table and, and, and they'd be upside down. She's like, all right, the first thing we need to do is we need to flip them all over and you're sitting there and you're thinking, what? we gotta flip, you know, and so you're, you're complaining, the whole, what, are you serious, mom? We gotta, and, and I mean, you're not even done flipping them over and she's like, all right, now let's find the corner pieces and let's find the edge pieces. How many of you guys felt the way I did when my mom wanted to put together a thousand, seven thousand piece puzzle piece puzzle. Anybody else in this room feel that way? You know, so here you are and you're just like, and I'm going to, I'm going to be real honest with you. I did not last long. Okay, I didn't even last. I mean, she, she, she was so, so disciplined and just, she sat down to do this puzzle. We're gonna do this puzzle, right? We're gonna see this thing through to the very end, okay? I did so many things be, between the time that she started the puzzle and when she finished the puzzle. I mean, I went out and fed the chickens. I went out and rode my bike. I went out and rode the four-wheeler. I went down and chased some deer. I did all kinds of things, okay? That is not the point. The point is, is that this picture is, is so big. And I, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about our lives. You know, and so oftentimes it's like we, we have this idea that God wants to do greater things. But our, our view and our focus is so centered on our life, right? It's almost kind of like this wheel that you see on here. And, and so our focus is just on just our little world and our little picture and the, and the fact that God wants to do great things. And so we live our lives just trying to get those pieces together so that we can have this big wheel and have a good life and have a family that loves one another and have enough money for retirement and all that. But the picture, guys, is, is, is so much bigger. It's so much bigger because, because it's not just us. Because we're a part of, yes, our, our individual life and our, our close family, but, but think about this room that we sit in. We are all spiritual brothers and sisters in the Lord. We are a family of believers. We are a part of God's greater family, the, the, the universal church. And so, so you know, to, to wrap your head around the greatness of God, he's trying, he's up to something much bigger than what, we're, what, what our minds sometimes cannot perceive. It's so much bigger. And so we have to live our lives with this realization that there's more. There's greater, there's things that, that he's wanting to do and there's things that he's putting into motion and he wants to have people that are, that are being used and available, that, that their world doesn't just center around one little part of the greater picture. And so that's, that's really the idea here today. I'm so glad that mom taped that. And uh, you know, I was thinking about, because the thing is guys, it's like, I can remember we'd get to the very end and I'd show back up. Right, I just come sliding in, and there's only a few more pieces left. You know, and how many of you guys ever had the frustration? It's like there's like three or four pieces, and you can't find them. And there's like the the the, the tone raises. Where are the pieces? We have worked. Where are the pieces? And then you see them on the floor, and they're there. And then there's that that satisfaction of putting the last piece 
into the great picture. And, I, and so my, my heart today, guys, is, is that, you know, he has this great picture. He has this great, great, these great, great things that he wants to do. Yes, they are for you, but they are so much bigger than that. And so uh, in your notes, we're going to look here, at, as I said, at, at uh, um, Ephesians 1 through 3. Because it really just kind of, just, just a few verses. We're not going to read the whole thing. Nobody get worried. Now, I would encourage you, listen, go home, get the, get the message Bible. You can get it free online, get it on your phone, and read Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. Just do it. And, and, and because what it'll do is it'll help you to see. It'll, it'll kind of bring this big arc, overarching picture into view for you as a believer. It helps you to understand this is my part. This is the part I play. But my part is a part of the greater whole. And, and, and we have to understand that, you know, Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus and, and, and he was the whole theme of Ephesians was a glorious church. He wanted a glorious church, and that was Jesus' heart. And so through Paul, he was communicating this, this glorious church. And so what we see in these chapters of, of Ephesians was an expression of Christ's fullness an expression of Christ's fullness, a, a, a uniting of Jew and Gentile into one. And not only that, which, which really kind of uh, um, I love is the equipping and the empowering and the maturing of people. And so what we see here is, is that this is how Jesus chose to, 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 to get his message and his fullness and communicate his love to humanity was through the church. And so, in Ephesians 3.20, this is a, another verse that just parallels what it is that Jesus said. This idea of greatness, Ephesians 3.20, in, in, uh, it says, Now to the God who can do some uh, awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, greater things than we have ever asked or imagined through the power that works in us. You know, many of you guys know that verse of scripture and, and, and it's in the King James that it's an exceedingly abundantly, that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or all that you could think. And that's what we're talking about here is, is that, that there's, there's immeasurably more that God wants to do in your life, in this church, in this world. And, and, and he never gets to a place where it's like, well, we're just gonna throw it into neutral and coast. No, he doesn't. It's, it's, it's much greater and there's an exceeding abundance and, and, and an exceeding abundance in our lives that he wants to do. And, and so when you think about your life, you, you need to understand that when you think through, back through your life, you think about all the good things that God has done for you. Like just, just, just pick one good thing that God has done. Something that just, man, you will never forget it as long as you live. One of the things I was thinking of in this is the, that for years I, was, I wanted a four-wheeler so bad. My mom and dad are like, you're never getting a four-wheeler. I mean, they just crushed my hopes, my dreams, and they just crushed them year after year. And, and one year, just out of the blue, they, 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 they added the insult to the injury and they gave me a little Hot Wheels four-wheeler. I was like, I was crushed. I'm like, I can't believe you would do this. I can't believe that you would crush my dreams and, and mock my desire for better. But then what I realized was is that there was a key tied to this Hot Wheel four-wheeler. And so I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm putting this two together. I'm like, oh, that looks like a new, that looks like a really new key. 
And then sure enough, my brother, he got the same thing. And we went out in the garage, and I mean to tell you, the sun, it shone perfectly through the side window of this garage, right onto these four-wheelers. And they were brand new, and they were sparkling clean and just beautiful. It was exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think. Now, I'm here today to tell you that although that was a great memory and a great thing that happened in my life, I'm here today to tell you that God can do abundantly more than what I could think of, what I could ask for, what I could desire. He is in the business of giving you more than, exceeding all of your hopes, all of your dreams. That's what he's in the business of of, of doing in our lives. But we have to embrace that. I don't think that we do. I think we just kind of, we, we go through life and it's like day in and day out, week in and week out. Well, I'm here, I made it. Thank you, Jesus, I made it. No, man, it is so much more than that. It is so much greater than that. It is so much better than that. Maybe he did something great in your business. I'm here today to tell you this could be the year that he does something even better in your business. Maybe it's a marriage situation that, that he did something great. He wants to do something even better. In your kids' lives, maybe he did something, maybe he healed one of your kids. I'm here today to tell you that he can do something greater than that. The question is, is will you believe, amen? So number one in your notes is this. There are greater things for you. Whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're tall, whether you're short, whether you're, um, we won't say that. Whether you've suffered heartache, whether you've suffered loss, whether you've been forgotten, I don't care who you are or what label you've given yourself, I'm here today to tell you that there are greater things for you. And, it, and, and you know, you might be sitting there and you might be thinking to yourself, okay, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Jesus showed us that he wants greater things. Paul told us that he wants greater things. And you might not be able to wrap your head around it But I I want you to understand this. Look at what it says here in Ephesians 3, 7. It says that this is my life's work, helping people understand and respond to the message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details when it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way. I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. Think about that. This guy, I don't know if you guys know this, but Paul, when he, when he was a persecutor of the brethren, he was a persecutor. Like he went around and he persecuted, he hauled people to jail, he had Christians killed, and then God got a hold of his life and said, hey, I got something better for your life. I have something greater for your life. And, and then you fast forward to when he's writing Philippians and he's saying, listen, I've felt unqualified. How many of in here have ever felt unqualified? I have. This week, I felt unqualified. But here, here what we see is, is that we are qualified. We are qualified for greater. So no matter what has happened in your life, no matter what mistake you have made, no matter where you have failed, there is greater for you because you qualify. And so in your notes there, you qualify, I think, somewhere in there. <laughs> oh my goodness. You qualify. You are qualified. That's what it is. You are qualified. Look what it goes on to say. It said that God saw to it that not only are we qualified, but that we are equipped. But you can be sure that it has nothing to do with my own natural abilities. So here Paul is saying, listen, I didn't feel qualified 
But you know what God did? He equipped me. So when it comes to this, 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 this idea that God has greater for you, you may think, I don't qualify. You may think, there's no way. You may think all of those things, but I'm here today to tell you that you do qualify. And then number two is, is that you are equipped. God equips you to do everything that he wants you to do, everything he's called you to do, you know, every job. You know, he is, he is equipping you to do what it is that needs to be done in your life. God will give you everything you need. It goes on to say, and so I'm here preaching and writing about these things that are way over my head. If you skip down to the end there, it says, through the followers of Jesus like yourselves gathering in churches, this is the extraordinary plan of God is becoming known. So here we can see that, that, that Paul, man, he is, he is painting this picture. He's trying to help people to see, listen, you, there's greater for you. There's greater for you. There's greater for the church. And, and ultimately, it's, it's so that the plan of God can be seen. And so our life is designed to make Jesus known. But there's a danger. And the danger is, is that you may think that you know it all. And we, we get to this place where it's like, well, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and, and, and we stop thinking that more can come. We stop thinking that more light or understanding or wisdom can come. We can never get to that place where we become a person that is unteachable. We have to go through life with an expectancy that, you know what, each and every day I'm going to learn something new. Each and every day God is going to bring more light, more understanding, more revelation into my life. The greater things for you is a continual process. Ephesians 3.16 says that I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him your roots will go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. That to me is a process. It's a process where, where Paul is praying for these believers. He's painted this great picture for them. He's told them some amazing things in the first part of, that, of the chapter, but he says, listen, now I'm praying for you. I, I want you to understand that, that I'm praying that you're empowered with the strength of God. You and I, each and every day, you can pray these prayers. I'd encourage you to go to Ephesians 3, Ephesians 1, and Ephesians 15, or Ephesians 3, verse 15. There's two prayers in there that you can pray over your life, over your family, over this church, over, over people that you come into contact with, other believers. You can pray this prayer, and that's what Paul was doing, is that he was praying this prayer that, that we would be empowered, and as we trust him, our roots would grow down deep. And that's a process. I mean, like, we all know about, you know, plants and, and trees and things like that. Well, if a tree is dead, right? I got a friend, he's got to have a tree cut down. Maybe we'll have a tree cutting party for Zach. Um, but that tree is dead. There's no more growth. Those roots are not going any deeper. The, the leaves, they're not coming out anymore. It's dead. I don't want my life, my spiritual life, to be dead, where I stop growing, where my roots discontinue their, 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 their way into the earth. I don't want the fruit that comes out of my life to stop. And so as believers, we never get to a place where we stop growing. It is a process. Greater things is a process. The next thing is this, is that we have to ask God to see greater things. Ask him to see greater things. Ephesians 1.18 says, it says that I pray also that you will have a greater understanding. 
I don't know about you, but there's, there's never gonna be a day where I have complete understanding. Each and every day, I need to be asking the Lord to give me more understanding. Some version says that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened. Now I'm not talking about what you know, you know, what you know about building or what you know about running a business or what you know about trucks or what you know about gardening or what you know, no, not, no I'm not natural. I'm saying the spiritual revelation that comes from our heavenly father where, where he will deposit in us and show us things that, that we never knew. It's kind of like the aha moment. Where, where we realize in our time and in our devotion and in our study where he will show us if we pray this prayer. You know, it's so funny. I can remember one time when we were in school, that was one of the assignments that one of the teacher gave us was to read the Ephesians prayer, Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. And we're, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, you know. And, and he's like, you got to do it every day. And I'm like, okay. And so I did it every day. And it, like, well, day one, day two, day three. It doesn't seem like nothing's changing here. I will never forget it. This was months down the road, months into the corner, we, or quarter. We went to Colorado. And I was standing in a bathroom, not standing, I was sitting in the bathroom because everybody else had gone to bed and we were sharing, you know, sharing rooms so that everybody had a place to sleep. I'm sitting in the, in the bathroom reading my Bible and, and the light bulb went off on something that I was reading. And I just realized instantly it was, it was this verse right here where the eyes of my understanding were being enlightened because of something that I was praying. And so we need to know that, that we need to ask God to see greater things. We can't, just, we can't just come and go and do our normal thing and, 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 and say, well, you know what? God's gonna give me greater things. No, there, there's, we play a part in this. We play, we play a, uh, an active role in this process. Yes, God, God's gonna do some things. He will get it done. Okay, you need to understand that. He will get it done in this earth. He will find some people that, that are open to him. He will find some people that are obedient. He will find some people that are hungry. He will find some people that will pick up the plow and he will get done what it is that needs to be done in this earth. The question is, is are you gonna be a part of that? And we do that by saying, Lord, I am all in. And I want you to show me on a daily and a weekly and a monthly basis and then enlighten me and continue to, to show me what it is that you have in store for myself, my life, and, and, and the greater picture, my church, and the greater picture than that, your body, the body of Christ, what it is that you're wanting to do in this earth. Ephesians uh, 3.10 says this, God's purpose is, God's purpose is in all of this to use the church to display his wisdom. Your life is meant to display his wisdom. Your life is meant to display his love. Your life is meant to display what he has done through you and in you. It's, it's a working it, where he works something on the inside of you, where he's creating you, he's molding you, he's changing you. And then you take what is on the inside, because obviously we all know this, that what's on the inside comes out. If what is on the outside, if you don't like what is on the outside, I would encourage you to look on what is on the inside. Focus your, your efforts, focus your time, focus your, your Bible study on fixing what is wrong on the inside of you. And when you do that, the thing that keeps, that keeps happening on the outside, that, that disappoints you so much, that brings maybe hurt and pain to your life or, or to a spouse or to a family member, it will go away because you're addressing what's on the inside. But, but as he said, 
in, in Ephesians 3, he uses the church to display his wisdom. And now I, understand, I want you guys to know that, 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 that he's, not, he's not about us having a perfect life. You know, I'm a perfectionist, and so if I don't reach perfection, I'm disappointed. But I'm here today to tell you I'm not perfect. <laughs> Imagine that. I know, you guys are just like in disbelief. Did you see Reed's face? I mean, he just could not even believe it. He's like, man, I believed you were perfect all along. No, I'm not. There's things that, are, that, that I deal with. There's things that we all deal with. But guess what? It doesn't disqualify. It goes going all the way back to what we said at the beginning of the message. We are not disqualified by the things and the shortcomings that we are still working on. We just have to be available. We just have to say, Lord, I commit my life to you. I thank you that you're helping me with my weaknesses. I thank you that you're helping to change me. And it's this process that we have to continue to go through. So number one, there's greater things for you. Number two, there are greater things for our children church 44 years man 44 years it's so cool I was in the uh, the other day uh, doing some business for uh, just cashing some checks and I talked to a girl and her her dad no I'm sorry her grandpa started a church in Council Bluffs and did it he led that church for 50 years and she said that her uncle is now leading that church. And they got a school and they're, they're, they're uh, just helping young kids. It's a like K through 12 school. You know, and, and, I, and I walked away from that and I thought to myself, that's the body of Christ. That, that are, those are people that are, 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 they see a much bigger picture that God wants to do something in them and through them. And, and, and so there are greater things for our church because he wants to use the church to display his wisdom. And, and we're just right behind that, 44 years. You know, when I think about, I, I love looking at the pictures of our church way back in the day. And I actually brought a few. Uh, just because I thought, actually it was so funny because I said, hey Aaron, I need these on the, on the computer. He's like, oh man, these are cool. You know, because, because it is cool. Look at this picture. You got the first one there? That is Pastor Mike. Okay, I know it's fuzzy and he is way thinner and he's got a full head of dark hair. But man, that's probably like right when they moved into this church. Fair? You're my son. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm honoring the youth, I just want you to know that. But, but that picture was over there in that building in the youth. So if you walk down that hall and you look in there and you see the blue wall, the blue wall wasn't there, okay? It was some, yeah, tinfoil insulation. It was high dollar, it kept the heat in, it did not keep the heat in, it was cold. And, and so show them the next picture. Look at this. This is looking the other way in the youth room and I don't know if you're aware of this, but that room is packed with hard steel chairs. I mean to tell you hard steel chairs. It's not even finished, and they're set up and ready to have church. Amen. What's the next one you got there? Here's a, here's a shot of one of, the, one of the first services in that building, okay? An unfinished, I mean, that, hello? That is a construction zone, all right? That's not, that is not a place where anybody should be. There's shop vacs and chop saws and hammers and nails and dust and things could fall. I thought you were gonna secure that, no. You know, show them the next one. This, this, is, even, this is the best one of all. If that's not a fire hazard, I don't know what is, okay? Now, I'm gonna leave that up there 
Not for you guys to look at, because the only person that we can see in there that matters is Teresa Petty in her pink dress right in the middle. With, and you can't see this, and I hope that you're not embarrassed by this, but what's up with them not wearing shoes? There's, they're not wearing shoes. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? They were hungry. It didn't matter. Didn't matter what they were wearing. Didn't matter if they weren't wearing shoes. But here's the point, guys. Listen. You better take the picture down. They're not listening. They're looking at the picture, trying to see if they find somebody that they know. Come on, Jim, take it down. Thank you. Here's the point. The point is, is that there are, you guys are sitting in a room today. We could snap a picture, right? We could fast forward 44 years from now. But those people that were in that picture they just loved, loved the Lord. They just loved God. Tom Bates told me last week, man, we just loved God, right? But here's the point. Did those people think about what it was that God wanted to do greater? I'm sure that they did because God had put something in their heart and, 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 and God brought people to them to help them put and bring about this greater plan and this greater vision that, that he placed in their heart right? So we know that. And, and, and that's great. But I, I, I think about what it is that God wants to do. And I, when I think about, I just think about the law of multiplication, where if we will embrace this as a body of believers, of people that, that embrace that, you know what, this might be where I am and thank God for it. But God has so many things, so many things, way beyond, exceedingly, abundantly, above what I could ask or what I could think for me personally, but not only that, for our church. God wants to do great things, but guess what? He has to have people to do it. He has to have people that are embracing and believing this life of greater, amen? And I don't know about you, but I wanna be a part of that. I want to be a person that believes that he has greater. I want, to, I want to be available to him to say, Lord, I will do whatever you want me to do. We will go wherever you want us to go, and we will, we will roll our sleeves up, and we will make this happen for your glory, because we know that you, it's, it's all for your glory, and that's number three in my notes is, is that it's for you, it's for our church, and it's for his glory. It's for his glory. It says in Ephesians 3.20, and we've said this, that, that God is able to do awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, greater things than we could ever imagine. But look what it says there. Through the power that works in us. He can do it, but it's gonna be through the power that works through you and through I in all of this. His power is at work in us to bring about greater things. His power in us will cause us to live a different way. His power in us will cause us to think a different way. His power that is in us will cause us to give generously and extravagantly towards what it is that he is doing. His power at work in us will cause us to be selfless people who give our lives no matter what it costs to what it is that he is doing. His power working in us will cause us to do great and mighty things and, and, and cause us to be generous and cause us to honor him and love him and, and and do all these things, but ultimately his power is at work through us bringing greater things. It was never meant to keep his fullness just in our lives. It's not, it's not just 
It's not just the wheel. It's this greater picture that God wants to do. He's not done. You know, and what's so cool about God is, is that when he spoke things into existence, I know it's hard for us to wrap our head around, but it would be like this picture just continues. It just continues to get bigger and bigger. And maybe there's another city over here and another church over here and, 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 and a whole other town and, 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 and maybe a mountain range with some, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger because our God is a God who continues to create and he wants us to be a part of it. He wants us to believe for greater things and greater things for his glory. Ephesians 3.21 says, to him be all the glory in the church and in Jesus the anointed. Not, get a load of this, from generation to the next. So it's a continuous process, continuous in our own lives, continuous growing, but it's from this generation to the next generation, to the next generation, and if he tarries to the next generation. So let's not be a people that, that, that has a small mindset, a, a mindset that it's like, well, I think he's done. Well, I think it's over. You know, we, we can embrace that in our own personal lives, and then what that ends up doing is it ends up creeping into the, the body of, of Christ. And so it's just imperative that you and I have this, this mentality that, you know what, J- when Jesus left this earth, he said, greater works than me. And Paul said it, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or all we could think. He wants to do greater things in our lives. I love what Proverbs 4.18 says. It says that the way of righteousness is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. That is what we are designed to do. That is what the body of Christ is designed to do, is to shine brighter and brighter and brighter with each passing day. And so in your notes, my last point is this, shine brighter for his glory, amen? Let's bow our heads and just commit this to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. And Father, we thank you for what it is that Paul spoke to the the church at Ephesus. But not only to the church at Ephesus, to every believer. For generations to come, he he would preach and share and try to communicate and, and help people to understand this great idea, this, this, this marvelous idea in the heart of our Father that he wants to do greater things in our lives. He wants to do greater things in our church. And so today, Father God, just as Paul prayed, Father, I just thank you, Father God, that you're helping us as believers to be intelligent I I pray that you would help us to continue to discern and know you personally. I pray, Father God, that our eyes would be focused and clear so that we'd be able to see exactly what it is. That you've called us to do. God, don't let us limit what you want to do. We want to be a part of it. We desire to be a part of it. It's our heart's desire to be a part of of your church, to be pushing forward, to reaching people and helping people and setting people free. And so today, Father God, we just commit our lives, we commit our families, we commit what it is that you've given to us, we commit our finances, we commit our church, we commit everything that we have that you've given to us 
And we say, use us, use us, use this church, use our families, Father God, to bring glory to you, to bring honor to you, to show your wisdom, to show your love, to show your kindness to all those that are around us. And I just thank you, Father God, that you're going to do that in these times ahead of us, Father God. As we look to you, Father God, you're going to give us great success as a result of our obedience, as a result of our commitment. And we thank you, Father, for it. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, you know, if you're a person and you are far from God, today is the day to get back. This, you know, what was said this morning was so important for us as believers, but ultimately this time right now where you make a decision to get back with God is the most important thing that we do because that's what this is about, is getting people to, to know and into right relationship with him. And so if you're that person and, and you have kind of walked away from God and you want to get your heart right, today's the day. And all you got to do is put, it, put your hand up, put it right back down all, and just say, that's me. I need to get right with God. Anybody in here? Maybe you haven't given your heart to, to Christ. I see that hand and I see that hand. Maybe you haven't given your heart to Christ and today is the day that you can do that. You can say, that's me, Brian. I need to know him. I want to know him. I want to follow him. If that's you, raise your hand. All right, I see those two hands. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody in here? All right. We're gonna pray. Father, we just thank you for these people that have responded. Father God, I just, I thank you for their life. I thank you, Father, for their decision, Father. I know that their life will never be the same, Father, for, for recommitting and not only that, committing their life to you, Father God, and we just thank you, Father, for that. And so we just thank you, Father, for this time this morning, for the seed that's been sown in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, here, listen, here, we're going to sing one last song. And there, there's three of you guys that responded. And what I want you guys to do is, is as we sing this song, everybody else, they're, they're not looking at you. They're, they're going to be worshiping God. But we have a prayer team that's right over here, and they want to meet with you, and they want to put some things into your hands. And so when we're praying or when we're singing, all you got to do is just get up, walk over here. If there's anybody else that's in here and you have a need in your life and you want somebody to agree with you, you can get up, walk right down through here, or you can walk around the back if you feel more comfortable. And we have a team, three, four people, that, that they want to pray with you. They want to agree with you. And so we're going to do that right now. And so if you were those three people, I'd encourage you as, as, as we begin this song to just go ahead and, and move in that direction. Amen? Amen. We can sing.